Everybody loves the things you do From the way you talk To the way you move This is the song the festival's named after, right? Everybody is <laughs> When We Were Young, the song by Adele. What is this? We were doing a Patreon-style <laughs> opening where we play a song in the room that's related to the topic Danny, we're discussing. turn this off. Adele is absolutely oh, oh, going oh. to slap us with lawsuits for using this. So over on Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod, when we start an episode, we pick a related song that's not actually the song and hopefully it's funny. In this case, it was like, well, obviously we would play the When We Were Young song by the killers right but then i found that the number one when we were young song on youtube right now is this adele song amazing (laughs) so it's funny that she uh apparently has unless this is a cover and i just can't tell through her uh well she's not like somebody told me (laughs) somebody that's somebody told me not when we were young are they not the same song no you know the song they are young by the killers yeah, somebody told me you had a boyfriend <laughs> who looked like a girlfriend. This is when we were young by the killers. Somebody told me yeah, that when you we were young. That's the chorus to Somebody Told Me You Had a Boyfriend That Looked Like a Girlfriend. No, that's a different song. <laughs> don't you lie to Sometimes me. Sometimes you close your eyes and imagine that every killer song is the same song. I don't even have to close my eyes. <laughs> So welcome back to Sadie Hawkins Pod. This week we're doing something different. This is a mini episode just to kind of catch up on news from the week because last week we did our our big deathbed episode with Jessica discussing the song, refusing to listen to it, but still graciously discussing it when she does not enjoy that song. That's right. And we were going to take this week off <laughs> yep. because Danny was like, hey, Jess, I'm looking at the numbers and we're just not getting the downloads we usually do. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, she was not happy. I put myself so- through torture for you bastards <laughs> and you're not even going to listen. Now, I understand if you have the same anxieties as me, you get a pass, mm-hmm. free pass. Don't listen to that episode. I would never want that for you. But for those of you who voted for it on the fan-curated vinyl, get your asses down to the downloads and listen to that. Oh, no, you have to, Danny. (laughs) All those first swears get a pass. Are you kidding me? So Jessica is not... This has been the deathbed episode from last week has been a slow starter for downloads. It's a little bit... It's a. It's definitely the lowest download of like the previous six weeks. And I was surprised. I was like, I thought a lot of people we were waiting to like hear you talk about Deathbed. We did two songs no one's ever heard of in the past six weeks. And those episodes did a little better than the Deathbed episode somehow. So what I'm hearing is that... This Everyone song, agrees with you. Yeah. This song does not belong to be played live as the outro, and it does not belong on the fan curated vinyl taking up six other song spots, is what I'm hearing. I don't know. Well, we were going to take the week off. And, you know, it's a two and a half hour episode. Our episodes run long, but not usually that long. So I was like, maybe people need more time to fully listen to the episode. So we were going to give you all a week off. We weren't even going to drop a Patreon preview you know free episode we weren't going to unlock anything from the paywall we were just going to fully nor a rebroadcast episode we were just going to fully take the week off then the internet blew up and we had to like talk about a few things so we said we'll just do a mini episode and discuss things that are going on did it did the internet blow up did it blow up in our circle like when that that selfie from the Oscars with Ellen DeGeneres a few years back, like how that broke the internet too, or nothing Kim really Kardashian, yeah, nothing uh, really breaks the internet, pictorial or whatever. Nothing no. really breaks. A few things in history have actually broke. Oh, I still have on the Bluetooth on my phone. A few things in history have actually like broken certain websites and stuff, but nothing's ever actually broken the internet. And when Kim Kardashian released that naked pictorial, they called it. 
break the internet and it didn't break the internet no one i i didn't see anyone i like saw a few news articles about it and like memes and jokes but i didn't see anyone like genuinely excited to see it which i'm sure sure there are people out there so that's how the internet works isn't it like you have a catered circle how fitting twitter has twitter circles now because really your internet is nothing but a circle your social media becomes a circle you have certain topics and the people you choose to follow so in your separate corner of the internet, even your separate corner of Twitter, things will blow up. Unlike, you know, there's stuff going on with Kanye West right now and Lizzo, and I don't know anything about that except I see them on the trending search results, but I don't know anything about those things. What I do know, here's the chain of events as they happened. <laughs> Blink-182 is back together with Tom DeLong, right? And this is something that's actually been kind of like the worst kept secret in the entertainment industry. And this is important to how it comes up to Reliant K discussions. Tom DeLonge, it's been pretty well known, if you're paying attention, that Tom DeLonge was getting back with Blink-182 pretty soon. He was kicked out seven years ago because he didn't have his heart. I think there's a number of stories, but I think it comes down to seven years ago, Tom DeLonge really didn't have his heart in Blink-182 anymore. He wasn't actually giving it his all, and they were trying to, and they were trying to make a big push. Tom, and Tra- uh, Mark, Mark and Travis were trying to make a big push. I'm sure David Park can correct me to exactly what the story is, but more or less, like there was a tattoo festival... There was like a tattoo and punk rock festival like the that band? they wanted to play. Oh no, <laughs> it was like an ink, like it's called ink or something like that that they wanted to play, and Tom DeLonge didn't want to do it, and that was actually the straw that broke the camel's back, and that's when they got Matt Skiba. That's I mean, where else are you going to go? Albums. Listen to Blink One Eighty Two, get your Jack and Sally tattoos, <laughs> get your Michael Myerses and such. Exactly. So it's been a, honestly, I. I started hearing things from friends that Tom DeLonge was already talking about getting back in Blink-182 during the pandemic. Well, sure. And there might Those be a number UFO of reasons. Those UFO pictures don't pay for themselves. <laughs> there might be a number of reasons why he did come back to the band that are mostly like all of his financial, <laughs> all of his, he's got a little too many fires going and he needs more money to keep those fires going. So he's back in Blink-182. I know he sent me an ad on Instagram asking for money. <laughs> Yeah, just, Even though it claimed he was a trillionaire, I was like, "Then, then, <laughs> then, pay for your UFO research yourself." Sir. Jessica got an ad from To the Stars Academy saying, "Like you should invest in this." I didn't get that ad somehow, but that's what happened in the wider world. Blink One Eighty Two, the Tom, Mark, and Travis show lineup is back. Not the original lineup because there's Scott Rayner and all that, but the the most popular lineup of Blink One Eighty Two is back. It was, as I was saying, it's it's like the it's the enter- the entertainment world definitely knew about this ahead of time because then within a couple of hours after the big Blink One Eighty Two announcement on Tuesday morning, MXPX is like, oh, this is a good time to share this, and I see MXPX, I see Mike Herrera share the When We Were Young festival for next year, and that MXPX is playing it, Blink One Eighty Two. And Green Day are headlining. So clearly all the bands, which we're going to get more into when we were young festival, all the bands on the when we were young festival, they all had to have known about Tom DeLonge coming back because they were probably all told you can't share this lineup. We're not going to we're not going to share this lineup until the Tom DeLonge like official announcement is made from the Blink-182 camp. So everyone in the entertainment world knew about this. Contracts were signed. The When We Were Young Festival is already being planned. And Reliant K is also booked to play on that festival. So now there's been all of these rumors and discussions and confusion from Blink-182 fans, from fly-by-night Blink-182 fans who were like, oh my gosh, I'm a teenager again. And I'm like, you know you could have kept listening to that music (laughs) like and (laughs) but whatever so we're here to talk about and we got three questions from different listeners of the show on our social media asking what's the deal with when we were young festival so we're here to put a lot of that to rest there's so much speculation discussions so let's get into it first of all that is not the festival where the blink 182 reunion is happening right because i've seen just in my own newsfeed on instagram a lot of confusion about that right so if you want to see them and you can't make it out here 
and I don't mean to here Vegas, to Vegas, I mean the West Coast in general. But yes, it's taking place in Vegas. If you can't make it to Vegas or you can't afford this insanely priced festival, don't worry about it because I'm sure Blink-182 will be coming to a town near you. Blink-182 is doing a world tour. Yeah. And, they've, and they're working their way to Las Vegas for the When We Were Young Festival. The When We Were Young Festival, it was not really part of the Blink-182 announcement. Blink-182 announced they're doing a world tour. They're touring with Turnstile in America. Tickets on sale now, basically. Oh, and then When We Were Young Festival is like, well, now we drop our lineup for next year. And everyone can be excited that they can also come here to see Blink-182. That just muddied the waters and made everyone about Blink-182 confused. Yeah, just, I didn't even see those, but Jessica saw those of people thinking that the Blink-182 has announced their reunion and they won't play until next year. So that's the first thing to get this timeline right. When We Were Young Festival, as of the time we're releasing this episode, the week we're releasing this episode, When We Were Young Festival 1 is happening this weekend. And it has Paramore and My Chemical Romance headlining it, right? Right. And it's got it's mostly got sort of hard hardcore metalcore sort of emo bands on the lineup. Because this was a big deal, like last year, right? Was what? this announcing this whole to this whole you know lineup for this show, which is it's one day, right? It's one day. We'll get more into that in just yeah. a second. So now, a week ahead of them holding their first festival, they said, hey, and here, here's, the, here's the lineup for next year. And I'm sure that's strategically planned because they're probably selling tickets for next year for the Blink-182, Green Day, Reliant K, MXPX lineup. <laughs> they're probably selling tickets for next year at the festival grounds of the first year, which is happening this week. I'm sure this is all strategically planned by them. So then we got questions to our DMs from two different people and then a voicemail, which I'll play in a minute, asking like, is this real? Like Reliant K is listed on this flyer. And it's funny because, but they, but, but like Reliant K didn't announce it as well themselves to say, hey, we'll be there. And so it's caused a lot of confusion. What's funny is that I noticed, and I actually just pointed this out to Danny before we started recording this, I was like, I love that John Schneck shared to his stories the flyer from that Sadie Hawkins pod posted on Instagram. I posted the flyer <laughs> to our Instagram, but then my joke in the description in Instagram was like, hey, this musical lineup is great, but when is When We Are Young Fest? <laughs> when are they going to release their worship and speaker schedule? <laughs> That's how, like, Soul Fest used to work. Like, I went to it for the bands, but then they'd have a separate worship bands. Like, they'd consider the worship bands separate from the pop acts. We and then it. there'd be speaker schedules. And when I had to go to Soul Fest, the one year I went with my youth group, they're like, you have to go to this many speakers and get, like, a card punch to prove you went. Good lord. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I, because one year it cost me going to see Five Iron Frenzy inside the indoor cafe Oh, no. Venue. We definitely talked about this, but probably like two years ago. Right. So I was like, I am never going with youth group again. I'm I'm coming here by myself. Anyway, that's Soul Fest. When we were Young Fest, Jessica's going to open some Halloween candy while we talk. <laughs> Don't mind me. So when, when the first When We Were Young Fest, the one that's just about to happen, the one that's headlined by Paramore and My Chemical Romance, when it was announced last year, about eight months ago, there was a similar reaction at that time. People saying, oh, this can't be real, right? Like, this lineup for the 2022 one is insane and incredible. Like, the, every emo and sort of, like, metalcore-ish hardcore band you've ever wanted to see all in one day in Las Vegas, is this fire Festival? Is this a scam? Well... No, it's not a scam. It's not fire festival in the sense that it's not like a fake festival. Now this we'll see because it's going to happen. Are you this sure? Because Blink One Eighty Two was supposed to be in attendance to both. So. <laughs> That's true. Maybe. <laughs> so, but no, it's just like it does seem too good to be true. It got criticism for two reasons. When we were young, Fest One got criticism for two reasons. One, tickets started around three hundred dollars, which is 
way over the top for a festival. Like maybe this festival costs a lot of money. I don't know if $300 is going to be how much it costs for when we were young too, the one that Reliant K is going to play at, but this is important and we'll talk about that in a minute when we focus on Reliant K. The other thing is that the sets for all the lower than headline tier bands are only about 20 minutes. <laughs> And the other thing is when they release the set schedules, there's multiple stages. So you might look at the lineup of When We Were Young Fest number one and think, wow, I'm going to see all these bands. Like, no, you're only going to probably in, in like the mathematical probability, you're only probably going to get to see about 50 percent of those bands because there are because ba- bands oh, you that. like if are going to be yeah. in direct conflict on the schedule. So now let's focus on next year's When We Were Young Fest, because that's what everyone's here to talk about with Reliant K. So in the Reliant K fandom, everyone starts catching wind of Reliant K is on this flyer, right? And so I'm sure a lot of people are already like making plans to be like, we got to, I got to go. I got to go see Reliant K at this festival. But we just want to mention to anyone who happens to be listening, and this has been discussed online, a lot of what I'm saying here I already talked about on our Twitter. And Josh McTerrigan also said a lot of the similar things from the Reliable J podcast Twitter. But if you love Reliant K, and if you've never seen them, or you always love to see them live, and you look at the flyer for when we were Young Festival 2023... If you're not interested in at least a third of the bands, it's not a good idea for you to go just for Reliant K. That's my number one takeaway. I just want to mention to everyone because Reliant K will probably have something like a 20 20 to 30 minute set if the rumors about year one are true, unless they change it up for next year. I don't know. But the other thing is, if you're going just for Reliant K, it's going to be an incredibly short set. You might pay hundreds of dollars and then... Are you excited to see any other bands? Don't go just for Reliant K. (laughs) If you look at the lineup and there are other bands you're excited about, then absolutely you should look into it and make plans to go. If you've been waiting to see Reliant K and you could not make the Amiya tour because you're on the West Coast, don't feel like you have to rush out and go to When We Were Young, which I keep wanting to call It's Not Dead Fest. (laughs) Um, Oh, we can talk about that. (laughs) Because... They've said before that they want to do a West Coast tour. So just wait. And and you'll get a much better experience because you're not getting that sort of, unless you want that sort of rushed, hectic feeling. Like, it's funny. I look at this and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like this would be like my first Reliant K show where it's during the mm-hmm tour where they're literally the opening act for Simple Plan and Good Charlotte. Right. I'm like, that's probably also the Who songs you're playing. going to hear. Yes, exactly. I'm like, I already saw we this young. festival. Right. <laughs> I saw this festival in 2005. So that's what people... If we tricked you with our clickbaity title to this episode, (laughs) I'm going to call it something like Reliant K's West Coast Tour. I'll try not to be like lying. No, that's just rude. West Coast, possible West Coast Tours. Reliant K future dates. Future dates. Future plans. Reliant K future tour plans. And when we were young fest. So the truth is, when we talked to John Schneck, he said to us, yeah, the guys really want to do a West Coast version of this tour. It's just not, it's just, you know, it's just being talked about now. We're still, in, they were literally still in the middle of the East Coast Amya um, yeah, tour. They're talking about it. They want to make it happen. It's a possibility. It's something they want to do. And then Josh from Reliable J Podcast did get to speak to Tyson at his show. And he heard the same thing from Tyson saying, yeah, we want to do a West Coast version of the Amya um, yeah, tour. So they're planning to do a West Coast tour. And when I see people talking online about like, oh, we got to get flights, we got to go, we got to do this, we got to do that. If you're aching to see Reliant K, just be aware of the conditions in which you'll be seeing them at the When We Were Young Fest and consider that they are, in my opinion, probably planning a West Coast tour that includes or possibly at least leads up to when we were Young Fest. That's my personal opinion. Where they headline, mind you. So you're going to get, yeah. you know, you're not going to get a rush show. Right. A lot of these festivals, like when we were young, they do have stipulations, especially for the bands kind of below the line, the the sub headliner, you know, anyone below the headliners, where you can't play within a certain radius, within a certain amount of time. 
So it could be that a West Coast tour for Relying K is going to happen, you know, early next year or in the summer because we're talking about October of 2023 is when We Were Young Fest is actually happening. So these are just the realities. I'm your financial advisor. I'm your accountant. (laughs) And this is my, you have to weigh the risk to reward. And then I tweeted this shortly before we started recording. I remembered something. In 2021, Reliant K, there was this rumor of big news coming one Monday. Big news in a random Monday in 2021 coming. When that news hit, the Reliant K website, the Reliant K social media itself had nothing to say. But suddenly on Ticketmaster, a posting for a New York show in 2022 appears. And then the Reliant K fandom is a buzz on Twitter and social media saying, oh my gosh, they're playing some big show in New York and fans were making plans to go. I know that Brady made plans to go to that New York show almost immediately. Well, then a couple months later, the actual Um Yeah Tour announcements are made and it turns out New York was just one of those shows. And so like people didn't have to all go to New York to see Reliant K anymore. I'm suspecting it's something like that. And the way I'm seeing some people react about the When We Were Young Fest news, I'm thinking it's going to be the same thing. Don't make big plans to go to this if they're possibly going to announce some kind of tour coming up. And I mean, that goes for if you look at this lineup, if you have any other favorite bands playing here that you know are still together. Right. I, I would maybe, like, take a little look and see what more of is, is going on with them. Because this might not be the, like, end-all, be-all. You might be able to go to, a, a like, a more them-centric show. Right. You know, before then, after them, around the same time. Not to dissuade anyone from going. Right. <laughs> but again, we're your financial advisors. We're just letting you know. <laughs> But it is exciting. It is really cool to be like, oh my gosh, look, it's like Vans Warped Tour in the mid-2000s right. all over again. And that is fun. And this is one thing that I saw, like, because I'm using... Because, like, anytime there's big Reliant K news, even tangential to Reliant K, or a big trending discussion about Reliant K because of something, like the Eve 6 thing that happened uh, earlier on. Was that even this year or was that last year? Anyway, anytime there's big talk about Relying K on social media, I'm like, oh, I'm using this chance to promote the podcast. I'm going to go like all these tweets and I'll, if I have a funny joke reply to some stranger, I'll do that. I did see one per, a couple of people actually who thought it was so funny that Relying K is back. But I'm like, but they're not back. Or, or people were like laughing, like, ah oh, ha ha, why is Relying K on this? So I'm like, well, Relying K played Warp Tour nonstop for years yeah, and years. Yeah, makes so it perfect makes sense. sense. But then. One person said, I can't believe, and this person was just dead ass wrong. <laughs> One person said, I can't believe Reliant, they got Reliant K to reunite for this. Like, obviously. Like, what do you do? This Have person, you not been on the internet? Well, I don't think this was actually a, like, Reliant K fan person. It's just someone who knew of Reliant K. And they somehow thought that Reliant K was reuniting halfway down the flyer <laughs> for this giant festival. But then again, people thought that Blink-22 is reuniting for this festival as well, which they're not. It's just part of their celebration of reuniting. So, you want to look at this, you want to look at this lineup real quick? Let's do it. <laughs> so that's our that's that's our news, that's our explanation of what's going on is that personally we think that Reliant K is planning a tour and they're definitely working on music. Oh, that's the other really important thing I got to say. It's another tweet I said that today. Like Uh-oh. I said, my tweet... Wait, what do you know? Because this is funny because it was... Whenever this no. was announced, like yesterday, day before, Danny was like, oh, have you heard the news? Because he calls me on his lunch breaks. And he's like, oh, have you heard the news? And I'm like, no. What is the news? He's like, have you been on the internet? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I was maybe on Instagram for like five well, seconds. Well, she knew... And Jessica knew the Tom DeLong thing was happening. I already knew the Tom DeLong thing was happening. This wasn't news to me. So I'm just like, oh, what is it? And like, I'm getting all excited. I think he's going to tell me that Reliant K is planning new music. And instead he's like... He tells me about this festival and, and about the Blink-182 thing. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Like I thought, I thought you were coming at me with with something with better. good news. With, with good news, yeah. Usually, when you say, "Have you heard the news?" Yeah, and you're not don't have t- 
terror. Danny's like, I've been on be social media good. all day, and I'm so I'm thinking something really great is happening with Reliant K, which is great that they're playing this festival. But I'm like, oh, I thought I thought we were getting new music. Now I'm just bummed out. And that's the number one thing. That's the thing I tweeted about today. There's a section of the Reliant K fandom, which included us a little bit. We were cautious when we started this podcast in 2019. But I think we should be past this point now of fear that Reliant K is done, especially out there. If you believe in Christ, if you like, if you have strong religious convictions, you need to have the same religious convictions that Reliant K is not broken up. I'm like, where is he going with Reliant K is not breaking up and they never broke up and they'll be back. The tweet I wrote was that some Reliant K fans are like infants playing peekaboo with their parents because they have no object permanence with Reliant K. Like, if Reliant K isn't actively in your face, some people are like, oh, they're done, they're broken up, they're never coming back. Like, they've just toured, and Hoops is on the social media every once in a while. The thing with Reliant K is all the members, especially Matt Thiessen... Well, not all the members. Out of Hoops and Tyson, they don't live online. They actually have, like, balanced lives. And it seems like they don't have, like, a hired social media team. It's just Hoops running the social media. And Tyson doesn't live online at all. Like, Tyson is, like, he's just... He's into the earth and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. As Tyson one should be. Li- Tyson just pops in... Every, once a year to clear out his Twitter drafts and tweet about the sp- and tweet about the sports teams and then he's gone again for a few months. Oh, if so, only you lived like that, Danny. If you don't see Reliant K actively posting stuff online all the time, that doesn't mean they're gone. It just means they're being Reliant K. So the Reliant K fandom has to rest assured and 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 have belief, have conviction. Your faith has been tested. Stand up to the test of faith and know that Reliant K is continuing and they'll be back with more tours and they'll be back with more music. And if you're like some and some of our friends friends out there are like Reliant K theologians, like they deep they dig deep. We have listeners listening. I don't know if I should out them just in case. No, because no, no. Don't out anyone. It's I won't. not your place. Because I don't want them to get blocked by Reliant K or something. But we do have some listeners out there who are, like, super good at stalking Reliant K. Like, they know, like, they know, like, they figure out, like, the their family members and oh, where their no. social media Stop. is. Like, I'm not super comfortable with all that. But we do get information about, like, oh, did you know Hoops was back in Nashville at this time? It's like, okay, great. Like, that's not our thing. But it's good to know. That Hoops is getting back to Nashville, and it probably means good things for the Reliant K fan. And as uncomfortable as it makes us, please do keep giving us that information. Thank you. Yes. And Reliant K, if you're listening, we're not digging deep, and we're respecting your privacy. We just have agents out there spying on you. Just kidding. We don't know. We don't know anything. We don't know. I know nothing. We we actually don't know anything, though, for real. I've always been the worst (laughs) office gossip in the world. I've literally never cared about those kind of things. And I've always found it like in the office really insulting when someone's like, you're not supposed to know this. I'm like, who am I going to tell? I don't tell anybody anything. I don't care about people's lives. <laughs> I mean that in a respectful way. Like, I got my life, you got your life. He means that in the nicest, I care about most your output. Yeah. <laughs> I care at my work. I care about other people's output. Did they get me the, the the work that I needed so I could continue my work? And when it comes to my favorite bands, did they get their work out so that I can do my work? Relying, K, hey, where's your new songs? We need new songs so we can carry forward the project. Of this podcast. Yeah, really, if anyone from Reliant K is listening and has listened this far in, we're 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 starting to run dry. There's a reason why we did the Deathbed episode. Come on. We need we need some more. Thank you. So that's all we got to say about that. My favorite movie, Forrest Gump. So you were going to go over the, the lineup, lineup for when and we were young. We have a voicemail. Right, well let's hear the voicemail real quick. This is from Allie and she did say, like, oh, I cleared some of this information up after I left you the voicemail. And I was like, oh, you still want us to play it? And she's like, oh, you can or whatever. That's fine. And I, so I'm playing it. Here it is. Hey, guys. It's Allie. I'm calling to talk about the When We Were Young festival that was just announced with Reliant K in it. And I was just wondering if anyone out there listening or you guys know if this is actually legit. 
um, because I think they tried to do this, like, this time, like, now, like, they announced it, like, last year, but I think it got postponed or canceled or something, and I remember it being really sketchy and kind of, like, poorly planned, so I'm waiting for Reliant K to, like, confirm that this is real before I get my hopes up. Anyway, if anyone has any insights, that'd be great. So just the point of conversation to bring up. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye, guys. So we touched on basically all those points, but Allie did then DM us after the voicemail to say, oh, I was mixing this up with the story of Fire Festival, which, to Allie's credit, is not unreasonable because when we were young, when, <laughs> two whens, when, when we were young fest, one announced last year, everyone, all, if you go on YouTube and type in when we were young fest 2022, almost all of like the YouTube pot, uh, you know, pop punk commentators were like, is this the pop punk fire fest? Is this fire fest? Is this fire fest back? The rhetoric was, this has got to be a scam. Is this a scam? And then people were mad about the $300 price tag saying, oh, this makes it a scam. I mean, it doesn't make it a scam. It makes it like highway robbery, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it a scam in the way of fire festival. So I think fire festival and its connection to Blink-182 made like a giant pop punk festival sort of people think it had something to do with Firefest, which I don't think it's... I mean, maybe some corporation somewhere is somehow connected to people who are associated with Firefest. But as far as I can tell, this is in Las Vegas. It's in the public. It's in the city. Like, it could turn out to be, like... I don't think they're trying to sell you accommodations and luxury bungalows or whatever to stay right. in and meal plans yeah. and stuff like that. I could be wrong. I haven't looked into tickets for either year, so right. I, I could be incorrect in that. But I think it's more like, you know, you're not going to an island or anything. Right. You're you're in the middle of Vegas. This is, I, I think it's, it's at the same place where the Electric Daisy Carnival happens, I go. think. so. And Woodstock 4 was planned for a couple years ago. Because obviously there was original Woodstock, Woodstock 94, which was the, then the successful bad one. 90s one. 99 <laughs> was the bad one. Woodstock 4 was planned for a couple years ago, and it completely fell through because of bad financial planning. So I think with Firefest and Woodstock 4, like people were like, this has got to be a scam. This is too good to be true. Like, hey, you if, if festival are, festivals are a whole thing in unto themselves, and they are exploitative of a lot of things, like your nostalgia, and they want your money, and some of the bands like don't get really good deals... But it's still like a legitimate business venture. I'm sure that the When We Were Young Festival is going to turn out to actually be a thing. And I don't think it's like a completely fake thing that's taking your money and flying by night. Now, like I said... Could be wrong. Could be wrong. We'll find out after this weekend. We could have... (laughs) We might have to have a retraction mini episode next week. So let's talk about... So, oh, you mentioned it's It's Not Dead Fest. That's a punk festival that was similar to this that I dragged Jessica to in 2015. (laughs) We had just moved to Los Angeles in 2014, and then It's Not Dead Fest was announced. And it was basically like a Warp Tour 1. Now, like, When We Were Young Fest is basically like late 90s or early 2000s Warp Tour. But It's Not Dead Fest was a thing that was like, here's like the first Warp Tour. No effects, The Descendants, Lagwagon, Bad Religion, uh... A bunch of those bands, you know what I mean? Like that second, that sort of generation one and a half of California skate punk. I dragged Jessica to that. It was a real festival. It was hot. Pizza was $12. Drinks were $15. It was basically a dust bowl because people were kicking up dust like crazy. It was in the middle of the San Bernardino desert. I had a great time. Jessica had a horrible (laughs) time. And then we went to Back to the Beach Fest, which was that big ska festival held by... Feldy from Goldfinger and Travis Barker from Danny from, had a great time. I had a horrible time. I had a great time. <laughs> I wanted to see every single band there, but there was BS there. The biggest BS thing was they literally split the pit, like the standing room in front of the stage was split down the middle so that 
VIP got half of the space in front of the stage. When you think of a VIP area at a festival, you think, oh, that's like like maybe kind of a little nest slightly up and back by the sound booth. Or, oh, maybe that's to the side or you get to go up on the stage. No, they literally took half of the mosh pit area and cut it off unless you paid an extra couple hundred dollars. It was gross. It was wrong. It was classist. And only Big D and the kids' table called them out, said we're never coming here ever again. And they didn't. So, <laughs> f- yeah, Big Damn. D and the kids' table, most punk band there is. They really are. Like, Dave from Big D and the kids' table is, like, an amazing punk guy. And he was, yeah. like, he actually, I, I've they never forgotten what he said. Sh- they're fucking awesome he he's up on stage the the first song is still going he stops singing while the band keeps playing and he like points his hand across the mosh pit area where like there's a big group of people on the left and a tiny group of people on the right in the vip area and dave from big d and the kids table goes this is the most disgusting display of class i have ever seen in my life while the band is still playing (laughs) it was amazing it was so good like it was the most fucking punk rock thing that you could have done at that festival it's fantastic so festivals are an economy unto themselves and you just have to be aware of that if you're going to go especially for one that seems to be as jam-packed as when we were young festival because uh it's not dead and back to the beach those were only like a dozen bands this is dozens of bands so you got to be really aware of that stuff so let's go through... And who's to say, we don't know, we haven't been, that it isn't like that back to the beach setup where you've got this awful yeah. class system in how you're able to see these different bands and where you're able to stand. So let's go through the lineup. And we're going to say first whether or not... If, if I'll read off the list and we'll shout out if we've ever seen the band before. And then we say... If we act, if we would want to ever see that band, if you okay. think it's a band you're interested in ever seeing, let me know. Green Day, seen them? Haven't seen them, but would enjoy seeing them. Love their coffee, love them. Absolutely, I saw them on the Insomniac tour. That's the only time I ever saw them. They were my introduction to punk. They were probably really my introduction to rock in general, mm. honestly. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, definitely hold a special place in my heart. I got Insomniac and then I got the uh, the International Super Hit CDs and I used to listen to those like all the time in middle school. Blink-182. I've seen them. I have seen them. Yep. And I wouldn't mind seeing them again, but I don't need to drop a brick of money to see them. I saw them on the second Enema Tour. It was called the Loser Kids Tour with Silverchair and Phoenix TX. That's the first time I saw them. The second time I saw them was with Jessica on the tour with Weezer and Chester French. And I think Taking Back Sunday was on that tour as well, but I don't think they played at our show in New Jersey. And then we saw them again at Back to the Beach Fest, where they were like the headliner with Skiba, not not Tom DeLonge. And they were and they were the only non ska band on that day. Um, and yeah, again, I would see them again now with Tom, but I, you know, whatever. Thirty seconds to Mars. Never seen them. Don't ever need to see them. Nope. <laughs> the Offspring. I have seen them. I saw them at Warp Tour 2005, the same day that is the last time I ever talked to Matt Hoops. Oh. Yeah. It was at no. Warp Tour 2005, and yep, like I said, I we missed Reliant K, but Hoops was standing there in the crowd watching May, and my friend Johnny and I went up to Hoops and was like, hey, how you doing? He remembered us from all the times we used to stalk them during the first three gears, and he's like, how you doing? You just said you don't stalk Reliant K, Danny. Oh, you're right. Why? Hey, I have a history of stalking Reliant <laughs> K. I can keep stalking them if I want. Would you ever want to see The Offspring? Oh, I suppose so. I was going to say Danny's going to talk a lot, and I'm, I'm probably going to keep silent pretty often going through this list. How about this one? Good Charlotte. <laughs> I have seen Good Charlotte. said it <laughs> earlier. It was my first uh, Reliant K show. They, uh, Reliant K opened for Good Charlotte and Simple Plan. You can see that uh, Hard Rock uh, show online. That's It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I have never seen Good Charlotte, and I don't ever really need to see them. You're no fun. I downloaded a bunch of their songs off of FTP. <laughs> which was the like the more technical version of file trading and you had you know you had to under you had to kind of unlock it a little bit it's not just downloading limewire 
I downloaded a bunch of their albums just to check them out. I burned them onto CDRs, and then my friends Jeff and Trevor and Johnny and I would drive around, and I'd force them to listen to it. But kind of the way we love bad movies now, I'd be like, we got to listen to Good Charlotte. we got to understand the enemy. Wow. <laughs> and we had fun listening to it and making fun of it. I don't know. I'm sure Good Charlotte's fine, but at the time, they were just felt like the enemy. But how about this for the enemy? Five Seconds of Summer. No, thank you. Never seen them. Don't need to. All Time Low. I, I've seen Rocket Summer. I have seen Rocket Summer as well. All Time Low. No, thanks. I do not care for their music. It just doesn't click with me. Uh, I feel like that's one I've heard, I heard like at the time, and I don't really have a great, great uh, uh, memory of them. But yeah, for nostalgic purposes, I'd see them. Sure, why not? If they were playing in a big lineup with a bunch of other artists I wanted to see and there were no conflicting... <laughs> Something corporate. I would like to see something corporate. Is this the one with the bad man, or is that a different one? No, that's brand new. Oh, sorry. So something corporate is with Andrew McMahon. We oh, did a we did right. a Patreon episode with our friend Polly Cy Alex, who's a giant Andrew McMahon fan, where we talked about we talked about Jack's mannequin songs that Matt Thiessen wrote over at patreon.com slash Shady Hawkins. This Maybe. is becoming just a regular length episode. I know. Danny. So much for a mini episode. Yeah. Motion City soundtrack. Still go listen to Deathbed, damn it. <laughs> Motion City soundtrack. I've seen them. I don't really need to see them again. Uh, no and no. Rise Against. I've never seen them and I don't really need to see them. Thrice. I've never seen them and I don't really need to see them. Pierce the Veil. Never seen them, don't need to see them. Gym Class Heroes, I have seen at Warp Tour, and I don't really need to see them again. Yellow Card. Take a look at my girlfriend, girlfriend. She's <laughs> Which is a cover. One I got. Oh my gosh, it's the only song I know, and it's a cover? <laughs> yep. Oh no. All right. Yellow Card, I think I've seen them in the distance at a Warp Tour, but didn't pay attention, and I would like to see them again. Saves the day. There's a place off Ocean Avenue. I'm just going to sing all the songs from the bands I know. Saves the day. Now, they had a bad man in there, and I don't know if he was acquitted of that or if he left the band. Uh, I shouldn't be speaking of this if I don't really know the details, but I would like to see them. MXPX. I've seen them many times. We've seen them this year. Oh, my gosh. I can't even (laughs) count how many times I've seen MXPX. Good Lord. If you can't count how many times you've seen MXPX, yeah. I definitely can, because I yeah. saw them multiple times before I oh, met Oh, yeah, Jess can name five of their songs. Oh, please don't make me. <laughs> the Academy is. We've talked about them. They have ties with Reliant K. Uh, I don't, I mean, if I saw them at the thing like this, I'd check them out. But no, I don't need to see them specifically. Michelle Branch. <laughs> Given the opportunity, I would love to see Michelle Branch. Definitely the weird standout, and I'm not joking. This is definitely like we we've got something for your wives and girlfriends too. Yeah. She remembers this. I she think rem- she's she remembers singing along to like Reliant K on the radio. Yeah, I don't know. And- <laughs> I can't say if some of these new uh, there's a handful of newer bands on here that might have like women in them, but she definitely feels like she's like, hey, we have a woman on here. Don't give us crap. There was a oh, similar. Oh no, that too. Because like, why isn't Paramore just on here too? There was a big because em- Paramore's like we're not we're not signing on for another year until we do one. There was a big emo festival that had some affiliation with the Observatory in OC. I don't think it was at the Observatory, but it had it was tied in with the Observatory where where mxpx recorded their live album their second most recent live album you were there but you got sick and went back to the car and i i stayed inside um oh and they filmed their mxpx filmed their live movie there even though it's hard to like actually get a copy of that and you see us in the front row for the first song and then we disappear (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because jessica was getting trampled and i was like okay let's go um, say anything. Now I put say anything and all time low kind of in a similar thing in my brain, but I'm a little bit more interested in say anything because they are also kind of like a mini My Chemical Romance to me. Great movie. I uh, have heard the name a hundred times in relation to the band. Not super familiar though. Bowling for Soup. I would love to see them. F- yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Bowling for Soup. Jessica knows that I really... I would really, love to see Bowling for Soup. I have classically hated Bowling for Soup. <laughs> I've loosened up on it a little bit. I'm like, they can do their thing. They're horrible. <laughs> but <laughs> They're the same as every other band of that era. Don't at me. <laughs> They're fun. 
They're fun. You just don't like fun, Danny. <laughs> Less than Jake. I've seen them multiple times. And would see them again every time. I saw them with you at some point. Not the one where You saw I, them in It's I, Not Dead Fest. Right. And you them, saw them at Back to the Beach. Yes. I And there was the first show that I was supposed to see where Danny had taken me to. Mm. He took me to see Real Big Fish and somebody else. And it was like the was, first show he took me to. It was to. Streetlight Manifesto, Real Big Fish, and Less Than Jake. And maybe the Planet Smashers. I can't remember who the first band was. It was at the Hard Rock in Orlando, the same place where Jessica saw Reliant K and Good Charlotte and Simple Plan. Jessica got sick by the end of the night from just standing because she'd never been at a standing concert that long. Because when she went to see Good Charlotte and Reliant K at the same place, she stood up front for Reliant K and then sat back for Good Charlotte. I got tickets to sit. Like, I did not, I had no understanding that there were shows where you were, where you stood. That general admission thing meant nothing to me when Danny and I met. And Jessica really... I was like, why on earth would I do that? And Jessica liked Real Big Fish, so she watched Real Big Fish, but she had no connection to Less Than Jake. And she really missed out because that the, was one the of the Scream tours. 2 soundtrack, right? <laughs> I did like their covers, right? I'm pouring some more pod juice. Oh goodness, it's it's uh, Cabernet. So <laughs> Jessica left. She was like, "I'm going to go sit I'm like, in the restaurant." I just want to sit down, and I think I just went outside. I didn't even go in the restaurant. I just went outside because it was like my feet hurt. Now, oh, I stand at these damn things all day with him, <laughs> like, and 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 she missed out because that was one <laughs> of the tours where less than Jake brought out like game show games and would bring contestants, would bring fans up on stage, and it was amazing. And, and Danny cared more about the music than me, and he stayed for all those other bands. He's like, I don't care, you stay outside, this is just a date, but whatever. Let's <laughs> let's blast through the rest of these. Finch, I've seen them, and I would see them again. I know you've never even heard of them. I've heard of them. Oh, you have heard of them, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. How dare you? I didn't know girls have heard of Finch. Just kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> Some 41. I definitely want to see them, and I have never seen them. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, water Parks. I'm kind of interested in seeing them. They're a new generation of band. Uh, I've enjoyed a couple of their songs, but never fully listened to them that much. I would be interested in checking them out. Movements. Never. I have no idea who that is. Uh, Reliant K. Nah, I'm good. Mm. Um, <laughs> Turnover. I've heard the name, but I don't know them. Goldfinger, I've seen them a couple of times, yeah. and I would definitely watch Goldfinger again and again and again. Is that only because Mike Feldy, Herrera plays bass? Well, now. Mike Herrera, <laughs> Mike Herrera plays with them now, but Feldy has something to prove. Like Feldy, <laughs> Fe, Fe, Fel, John Feldman from Goldfinger, he's like he's got to be approaching sixty, and he's like got something to prove to the world. He like puts it all on stage. He does. He is because first of all, he's like super, super, super healthy. He's aggressively positive. He's aggressively positive, super healthy. He could be a cult leader. In some senses, he is a cult leader. Yep. He's super healthy, and when he gets up on stage, he does not mess around. He's an amazing showman. Even if you don't like the music of Goldfinger, you will be entertained at a Goldfinger show. Simple plan. Seen. Never seen. Would totally see again. They were the they were the big get a couple of years back for the Canadian version of New Year's Rock and Eve. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Every year, not every year, but many years, the only televised uh, like network that posts their uh, New Year's Eve footage to YouTube for free is, is the, the CBC. CBC. Yep. So we watch, and we don't have cable in the house, so we watch the CBC <laughs> New Year's. And it's funny because most they of the time... They go to all the provinces. Most of the time, we like have no idea who the CanCon bands are. It's all these like CanCon bands, all these... like No idea who they are. Like I actually had to go to like the Blink-155 fandom to ask, like, hey, Canadian people, do you know who these bands are? I had no idea. Simple Plan comes up. We're like, yay, we know this band. They're playing in full parkas. Yep. <laughs> uh, Beach Bunny. Never heard of them. Sorry. Joyce Manor would definitely see. I like them. Uh, I feel like I've heard the name, but not familiar with their music. AJJ, also known as the Andrew Jackson Jihad. They changed their name because it was considered problematic to be uh, taking the word Jihad for their name. I have no interest in them. They are folk punk. I don't care for folk punk. Uh, nothing against their politics. I'm just saying, like, I don't care for their music. The Ataris. I've seen him twice. Mm-hmm. I'm saying him because it's pretty much just him at this point. And I would probably see again. 
Yeah, plays with them XPX yeah. sometimes, so. Plain white tees. No, no, I'm good. They're fun. Um, Again, it's something for your wives and girlfriends, you know. Citizen, not familiar. The Veronicas, which are not the Donnas, I'm not familiar. Uh, I have heard of this band. Not super familiar, though. Tiger's Jaw, never heard of them. Phoenix TX, heard of them. I saw them in 1999 on the Loser. Oh, wow. Uh, with Blink-182 and Silverchair. I'm good. Uh, the Movie Life, I've heard of them, but I don't really never listen to their music. We're getting real close to the bottom now. Games We Play, G- Gene Dawson, Lit. Of course I'd want to see Lit. That song is huge. They play it in sports arenas all the time, and everyone will not stop singing it. Plus, Lit has the best music video <laughs> set in the Titan AE universe. <laughs> just go Google just go to YouTube and type in Lit Titan AE. It's the best music video set in the Titan AE universe. Is this the, the band where the lead singer looks like your friend Jeff? Uh, maybe. The Front Bottoms, I've definitely heard of them, but I've never actually listened to them, so I wouldn't know. The Rex, Zebrahead, saw them, unfortunately, did not care for oh, them no, no. at the most recent MXPX show. You saw them, too. Oh, They were, oh, like, right. that super aggressive band. Like, they, yeah, they were, like, I was like, wait, I know this aggro. name. Right. That's right. I got confused for a second because I'm thinking of Zebra Pants, the guy <laughs> from Heavy Metal Parking Lot. And I was like, oh, cool. Somebody mm. named their band after them. And I was like, oh, no, wait. No. This is that other band. Zebra had gotten right, right, right. Zebra right, right. is very, very heavy mall punk with like some hip hop elements. Yes. And I was interested to see them when we saw them at the most recent MXPX show in California. A little too aggro. A little too aggro. Uh, I can't even announce this. I can't even. X Stacy? X Stacy? I don't know. Knuckle Puck, I definitely want to see them. They're a newer band. No Pressure, haven't heard of them. Kenny Hoopla, Magnolia, and Set It Off. And that is the festival. So I feel like we definitely want to see at least a third of the bands. We'll let you know if we're going. We're going to wait to see how much tickets are. Are the ticket prices going to come down? Did they react to the criticism for this year's When We Were Young and bring the ticket prices down? Who knows what they're going to be doing in a year? Come on, who can plan for a full year out? It's asking a lot. Well, again, if you have to see Reliant K, I feel very confident that they're going to tour in 2023. We have no information, though. One so, thing like, you ha- we don't, don't have take any personal our word information. for it, seriously. One thing you have to know is they're not done. They're working on things. They're working on things right now. What that will be and when it will happen is up to them. They are not, like... You know, Again, though, we don't have that information. We don't know anything. <laughs> I know everything. just assuming things. I pray to the Lord and I say, Lord, give me the answers. And he gives them to me. And he's telling me that, um, yeah, West Coast will be announced on. <laughs> we could cut the episode off there, but we won't. So um, we were going to also talk about doing our deathbed notes now, but to be honest, it turns out I don't actually have any deathbed voicemails. So do you want to do that? Absolutely not. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next week with a new regular episode. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. If you want to join the conversation, please contact us with thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE, or send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. You can also visit our socials. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are all at Sadie Hawkins Pod, where you can see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for easy access to all these links, as well as our merch store for shirts, mugs, and stickers. And on Facebook, search for Sadie Hawkins Group to discuss our show and Reliant K. It's admin by Danny, so honestly, you can probably post almost anything there. We also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, who include Bjorn, Emily, Isaac, Kindle, Joshua, Daniel, Jay, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Join our Patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes. Unlock dozens of existing bonus apps, including K is for Karaoke songs, every chapter of the complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind Book, stickers, guitar picks, and a special Patreon-exclusive shirt when you have donated a lifetime contribution of $60. Whether you join the Patreon or not, we appreciate that you have a lot of choices for podcasts out there in the world. 
So it's nice that you chose us. Thanks. <laughs>